I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as always, we've got a lot of ground to cover on the fastest 60 minutes of radio as we attempt to help you slow things down. Divide the rage from the reason, elevate the conversation, connect the dots, and help you make the news make sense today. And, of course, we continue to keep our eye on Washington, D.C. as the House gets back into session, uh, full session. They've been in these little pro forma sessions that just kind of keep a few things moving along. But uh, they will uh, take a vote this afternoon on the resolution, a resolution that uh, basically tells the vice president of the United States that he has 24 hours to uh, invoke the 25th Amendment uh, to take over as acting president of the country. We know that that uh, won't happen. That's not going to be likely at all. Uh, and so uh, tomorrow we expect that the articles of impeachment will then be introduced uh, formally and voted on in the House of Representatives in, in very short order. Uh, so this is not going to be like the previous uh, attempts in the House uh, to impeach the president where there were days and days of uh, hearings and testimony. Uh, this will be very short. It's a single article. Uh, so that will be voted on. And then uh, then it remains to be seen exactly what the United States Senate will do with that. The Senate is not scheduled to be in session until the 19th, just 24 hours before the inauguration of President-elect Joe Biden as the 46th president of the country. And so that uh, remains to be seen. And we're going to break that down just a little bit as we go through the day today and look at what the angles and the options are and what the right thing to do. What should the president-elect Joe Biden be doing uh, in the coming days to actually unite the nation? He's talking about that as a main theme. They have definitely made that the theme of the uh, inauguration ceremonies. And so it'll be interesting to see how they interpret what that actually means and what actually would unite the nation. We're going to talk about that, give you some ideas of how uh, President-elect Joe Biden could uh, could be a hero to the country. Uh, he is likely to only be a one-term president. It would be surprising if he were not. Uh, so he doesn't have as many things to calculate uh, as a normal president would going into office, uh, trying to parlay the first term into the second term in a full-on agenda. And so there are a number of things that the uh, 
president-elect needs to consider as he's moving and talking about unity and then what is actually happening and what members of his party are actually doing, uh, particularly in the House of Representatives. So we're going to break those kinds of things down. Uh, And I want to go back just for a second uh, to something that was said over the weekend from Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi uh, that, again, was not of the uniting nature, uh, but more the inciting nature. And uh, she said this on 60 Minutes. Well, sadly, the person who's running the executive branch is a deranged, unhinged, dangerous president of the United States. And only a number of days until uh, we can be protected from him. Uh, But he has done something so serious uh, that there should be prosecution against him. Well, I like the 25th Amendment because it gets rid of him. He's out of office. Uh, But there is strong support in the Congress uh, for impeaching the president a second time. This president is guilty of inciting insurrection. Uh, He has to pay a price for that. So that's the the words of Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, over the weekend. She has continued to, along that similar path. Uh, and the president-elect, Joe Biden, has also uh, been on that path in terms of calling out the president, uh, calling uh, the, the different things that he's done, characterizing who he is and isn't. Uh, and none of that is helpful uh, in, in terms of moving it forward, whether they're going to impeach or not, uh, but just in terms of how the business gets done. Uh, the process matters. Uh, and if there were one bit of advice uh, for President-elect Biden, it would be, you won. Act like you won. <laughs> Move forward. Uh, the more time that the President-elect spends uh, talking about his predecessor, the more divided uh, the conversation is going to be, and the harder it is going to be for him to govern. And that's that's the real test. The thing that matters is what comes next. And uh, next is, is coming. We are eight days and, oh, 50 minutes away from the moment that uh, the swearing-in will take place uh, at the United States Capitol. And so we have to start looking at, well, where, where do we go from here? In, in the meantime, uh, President Trump uh, is on his way to uh, Texas. He is going to speak uh, at the border uh, talk about immigration policy, to be sure. And as he was getting ready to uh, board the plane and to head down to Texas, uh, he did make a few comments uh, in terms of where he thought we were as a nation, where things were in terms of the Congress. Uh, this is what he said. It's really a continuation of the greatest witch hunt in the history of politics. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. This impeachment is causing tremendous anger. For Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer to continue on this path, I think it's causing tremendous danger to our country, and it's causing tremendous anger. We want no violence, never violence. We want absolutely no violence. You have to always avoid violence, and we have, we have tremendous support. We have support probably like nobody's ever seen before. Always have to avoid violence. Okay, that's uh, President Trump uh, earlier today as he was getting ready to uh, head out and down to Texas, talking about border security down on the border in Texas. And, of course, uh, he continued his line of saying that uh, what's happening in the House is a continuation <clears throat> excuse me, of what, uh, what happened last year about the same time uh, in terms of impeachment proceedings. So he's continuing to, uh, to move down that path and create that uh, line of – 
uh, talking points. And to me, the question just keeps coming back. I don't care where you fall on the political spectrum. Uh, one, we, we've got to do a better job of hearing each other, seeing each other, uh, and then figuring out what is the path forward with each other, uh, because that's the only way we can actually move forward uh, as a nation. Uh, and so we're going to look at some, some different scenarios today, including looking back at a, a president who was a one-term president, and his farewell address, we'll do that coming up at 11.50 today. You don't want to miss that one. Uh, also, we're going to talk about who is the most trusted voice in America today. Uh, back in the day, it was always Walter Cronkite, of course, was the, the most trusted voice in America. And uh, we're going to find out who that is, what that looks like in our very complicated world with so many voices out there and so many uh, fractures in terms of media and social media Who's the most trusted voice? Coming up at 1130, we'll have uh, Dennis Romboy from the Deseret News is going to join us. uh, Talk about a great piece that he did uh, exploring that very thing. What does it mean to be a trusted voice in America? Who is the most trusted voice in America today? You don't want to miss out on that. Uh, And, of course, we always want you to engage with us as we go through the hour. Help us elevate the conversation today. You can do that on the Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line at 57500. All right. When we come back. We are going to talk about how President-elect Joe Biden could be a hero and unite the nation. A couple of ideas. Wonder what your ideas are. Let's talk about it coming up next on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold season three, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. And as we continue to watch uh, things unfold across the country, uh, we've had our eye on uh, just some breaking news. Uh, Chuck Schumer, the majority leader in the United States Senate now, uh, is uh, making a statement. Uh, looks like he's in New York City, so he's in his home state today. And uh, he is calling for the uh, those who participated uh, at the Capitol last week that they should be put on a no-fly list. Uh, that anyone uh, that is a suspect uh, had a role in what took place inside the United States Capitol last Wednesday uh, cannot be allowed to fly. Uh, so that's uh, coming from uh, the Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. And it will be interesting to see uh, what he proposes to do about that, if there uh, is going to be um, uh, anything that will actually take place in the United States Senate. Um, meanwhile, the House is uh, moving a step a step forward. Oh, it looks like we've got some sound from uh, Senator Schumer. Let's go to that. Times of emergency. This is a time of emergency. <clears throat> McConnell claims he needs unanimous consent, the agreement of all 100 senators, but it's not so. I've asked him to call the Senate back. All he needs is my agreement. I'm still minority leader. And his agreement, he's majority leader. And we could come back ASAP. 
and vote to convict Donald Trump and get him out of office now before any further damage is done. The legislation that passed in 2004 puts a dagger through the heart of this idea that you need unanimous consent. All right, we've been listening to, uh, I've corrected, he is still the minority leader until until such time as uh, Kamala Harris becomes sworn in as the vice president of the United States, then she will uh, tip that scale and that will make Chuck Schumer the majority leader. Uh, So he is still the minority leader. So Mitch McConnell is still in control of the Senate at the moment. Uh, Senator Schumer is speaking uh, just on the street in uh, New York City. uh, And there is a protester now that is chiming in uh, and interrupting Senator Schumer. Uh, Senator Schumer was making an impassioned plea for Mitch McConnell to reconvene the United States Senate that uh, they can immediately take up the articles of impeachment, which are uh, certainly to be passed by the House tomorrow. Uh, And so Senator Schumer is uh, calling on Mitch McConnell to do that. He also made a call to uh, make sure that anyone who is a suspect uh, in the activities and uh, the riot that took place inside the United States Capitol last Wednesday be put on a no-fly list, uh, that they would not be able to travel to the nation's capital uh, or to other capital cities uh, for any protests or any of those things that uh, might be taking place uh, beginning on Sunday and through the inauguration. So we're going to continue to follow that. If uh, if that uh, goes back to Senator Schumer, we may dip back in and uh, get some more of his comments, what he's calling for today. Again, he was interrupted uh, by a protester there on the streets of New York City where he was uh, making his statement today. Uh, and uh, that uh, that will be interesting uh so I, I want to shift a little bit now to let's talk about this process of, of what could happen. So let's suppose uh, that the House does uh, pass the articles uh, of impeachment and send those over to the Senate. Uh, what is likely to happen at this moment, it appears uh, that nothing will happen, that uh, the Senate will not reconvene until the 19th, uh, just at 24 hours before the inauguration is to take place. And so it's not likely they would get things done. There is a growing voice uh, from the left uh, that they should uh, begin that process and that they should uh, take the next 100 days and, and actually go through the impeachment process regardless uh, of, uh, of what else happens there. Uh, and I think that's, uh, if, I were, if I were President-elect Joe Biden, uh, that would make me really nervous uh, for this reason. Uh, if the Senate is going to take 100 days and do a trial similar to the, what we saw last year uh, with hearings and uh, you have to have managers and you've got to have you know, all of those things that take place on the floor of the United States Senate, uh, it's going to take at least 100 days to, to get through all that. And if you are President Biden by that point, uh, do you really want that to be the focus and the discussion for your first 100 days in office? Uh my thinking is that you don't want that. I think that would just further mire the country. I think it would uh, further divide the country and it would prevent the country from moving forward and getting on to the next thing. Uh, another scenario that uh, would be interesting, and again, I'm just throwing out these scenarios uh, to just kind of noodle on, think through. Uh, another scenario could be that the, the House passes their articles of impeachment. Uh, The Senate immediately takes it up, and since it is a single article, they uh, take a single vote, uh, and they do impeach the president. 
And then what if Joe Biden, as president, immediately pardoned Donald Trump? That would be an interesting thing. Uh, it would actually uh, serve to uh, unite the nation in some pretty interesting ways. Think back to our discussion yesterday. We talked about uh, President Ford knowing that it was going to be awful and uh, really end his political power. Uh, he knew that was the best thing for the country to move forward. And again, I'm not suggesting this is uh, what's going to happen, but I, I, there are scenarios to be played out. Uh, and the one thing... Uh, that you don't want the one thing that that Gerald Ford came back to time and time again was that to have this kind of trial would just further uh, divide the nation and he said it would prevent the work of the people from moving forward which i think is uh, very important uh, because the the longer we stand still the more deeply rooted we become in the division so forward movement creates more opportunity to actually heal and unite. And so we have to speak to the future. Uh, I think the president-elect should spend most of his time not talking about his predecessor. He should be talking about the future and what he's going to ask the American people to do, what he's going to call on Congress to do, what he is going to ask each of us to do in our homes and our neighborhoods and communities. That's the conversation the country needs. So those are some interesting scenarios in terms of where we get, how we get there. Uh, and so we have to really look at what, what does that all hold for the country? Uh, and what is it that actually can, can move us forward as a country? And there, there's so many principles that I think we have to get to. Uh, and one of those that I would hope that uh, President-elect Biden would get to is this idea that a free society depends on the dignity of dissent, that a, a healthy culture protects places that welcome argument and respect. We have to respect dissenting views. We have to understand where people are coming from and why. And when we enter those spaces, when we have that dignity of dissent, we learn things. We compromise on things. We solve problems. And we actually can move forward as a country. Lots to think on. Lots of scenarios are going to play out. We'll continue to follow all of them here on KSL News Radio. When we come back, the most trusted in voice in America. Who is it? Do we have one? Find out on KSL News Radio. We'll be right back. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.